Welcome to the New Frontiers podcast, exploring how innovations will affect the way we live, think and work in 2019 and beyond. Today's podcast is recorded live from the New Frontiers conference itself. And my name is Charlotte Roberts and I work in the innovation team at Barclays. I'm your host for today. I'm really excited to have here with me Mandela Lee, the founder of Worldwide Generation, an incredible organisation pioneering a new approach to sustainable development around the world. Mandela, thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. We've just come off for a great panel. I think they called us kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, they definitely did. <laughs> I heard that. So why don't, why don't we uh, kick off by you telling us and all the kind of listeners what Worldwide Generation is actually all about? Yeah, sure. Um, so Worldwide Generation is a was acting as a global facilitator to bring government, business, civil society, financial institutions and citizens around the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, um, which is basically uh, 17 goals that is attempting to unify the world in, um, the, as I said, this one mission and one focus to get a global resolution on poverty, inequality and climate change by 2030. Um, the call to actions become even more urgent uh, because of particularly about climate change. And we are in a a 10 year, what the, what the you know, environmentalists say, when 10 years before we see irreversible decline on planet Earth. And so Worldwide Generation was set up to bring all of these stakeholders together. But when we realized actually just causing the movement was uh, not really working, you know, just telling everyone, hey, look, we've got this urgency, but the economic argument was amazing as well, which we, if we invest in the SDGs, we 2.5 trillion per year, we also unlock one of the biggest economic opportunities of all time. Um, but that was, as I said, starting that movement wasn't enough. We had, we had everyone kind of sign up to the SDGs we realized actually it was coming down to the execution. How would you execute uh, solutions at scale that would deliver a no poverty, inequality and climate change solution by 2030? And so we're an accidental fintech sustainability uh, platform now um, that literally uh, we've realized actually there was no, there was no um, platform that could monitor where the money was going and measure it. Um, when you were trying to aggregate all of those different service providers, it just turned out to be too expensive to deploy these impact investments at scale. And so that's how, as I said, I became an accidental entrepreneur, uh, you know, um, created a, a minimum viable product, which was this platform called G17 Eco, um, which is a monitoring and a marketplace platform for your SDG investments. And um, and then, yeah, just uh, we presented at the United Nations last year at the General Assembly and we yeah, catalyzed the whole platform, which we didn't even realize what we were building at the time. And now we've built it, launched it in South Africa with Unilever, um, deploying one of their biggest sanitation and hygiene programs there. So and we, we keep on keeping on going, which is exciting. I mean, wow. To start with, it's, it's possibly the most ambitious mission that I've ever heard from a startup founder and I, I talk to them all the time um so I guess you, you talked about SDGs and for anybody who perhaps doesn't know what SDG means um they're the sustainable development goals by the UN and I believe there are what 17, 17 of them so I consider myself to be very cognizant of the environment and social impact and other kind of issues around the world but I actually hadn't really realized until I began sort of preparing for this podcast what the SDGs were. So mm. it feels like there's potentially a bit of a gap and a 
challenge there would you agree yeah um absolutely and actually you know i am in i've been in sustainable development industry for about 11 years now and i think we just assumed that everyone knew about the plight of the planet and you know and that we were in this social economic and environmental crisis but really we're not uh, uh, we're not aware um and i was at, actually at a millennial forum yesterday and these are some of the brightest kids, you know, um, that I was talking to. And even they didn't really know uh, about the sustainable development goals and they didn't know um, that it was this critical. Um, mm. And I mean, they and they really care about social and economic and environmental issues. Um, so one of the jobs of Worldwide Generation is going to be around education and awareness of this this um, crisis that we're in. But also, if we actually work together, we would unlock this biggest economic opportunity of all time as well. Yeah. So part of this is we want to do this through, again, digital. Digital is the best way we can get the message mm. across, educate people in really clever ways. Uh, we want to use the power of, in fact, the SDGs have a celebrity that's associated with per, per goal. And we want to really you know, utilize that and their platforms to say, this is actually what's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, through mo proper monitoring and data, we can actually show this in real time and, and show, you know, all of our efforts are going towards something. Fantastic. And I guess as a relatively early stage company mm. still, what are the, I guess the biggest obstacles for you to achieve scale with worldwide generation that will enable you to make that impact and communicate mm -hmm. and educate literally the global population? Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone calls us like a grown-up startup um, because we've got this massive, uh, you know, vision, um, and we are uh, starting to deploy some of the biggest institutions in in the world. Mm. And um, so, the biggest issue I have as a founder right now is that when I started Worldwide Generation, we started to be a completely neutral, independent facilitator. So that meant that we couldn't be swayed by anyone, and we couldn't uh, be conflicted yes. by anyone. Um, really hard. I don't know why I made that decision, but I did make it. I'm glad we did now, actually. But um, because we have to stay neutral, and we want to. And so for us, the the, the balance is to to um, to create an ecosystem of mission aligned investors mm -hmm. and partners for this that will see it through to the end. We've got, as I said, the 2030 agenda. Um, so one of my biggest challenges has been, even though we've had lots of institutional investment thrown at us yeah. up until now uh, to scale, um, we ha we feel like we have to be really quite guarded about this and, and create our neutrality. Mm -hmm. So finding the right instrument, the right investment offer, the right investors um, has been, you know, probably our biggest challenge. Um, but we, uh, I have met the most incredible people as yeah. well. So, which has just been amazing, and and yeah, we're 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 really so we're raising now, um, and uh, we, as I said, we're just meeting the most incredible people that go. Yep, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to pull this off, but you know, I can see I can see how what your what your roadmap is, um, and it's super exciting. We've we've also. Uh, I was chosen to to speak with the prime minister and the cabinet and the city of London mayor as well and and discuss this idea of yeah. and I said prime minister why don't you know London as a post Brexit dividend we go for the two biggest markets in the world fintech and sustainable development mm. and we could really win the gold medal in this um, and 
you know, we have our heritage in finance, technology and emerging markets. This could be London's really great, you know, uh, legacy. And yeah, and and for some reason they all bought into that idea. And now we're going to deliver it. So you know, and uh, and it's, it's it's awesome. So uh, yes, I can see uh, the challenge for us is, as I said, is scaling up with the right the right partners. partners. Okay. Yeah. So Mandela, you keep kind of joking about why people should sort of follow you and believe in you and all all this kind of stuff. But you are genuinely a role model for lots of people out there and hopefully more now more people can can hear what you have to say and and what you're doing but I know that you're also passionate about getting more women into entrepreneurship Um, and equally I think there are a lot of people out there who aspire to do something really meaningful in their lives and kind of go on what seems to be a similar journey to kind of what what you're now doing. So yeah. what kind of advice would you have for people who are thinking about that? Well, listen, I um, I started my early career in oil and I don't know if uh, if I've just gone to, you know, <laughs> some t- turned around, but basically in when I was when I was selected for to work for one of the biggest oil companies in the world at 17 years of age. Um, I was part of a reverse discrimination policy that was that was mm. actively decided that they were going to change the paradigm of their 15 board members. And they came looking for someone like me. And obviously, yeah. I'm dark skin, I'm female, um, I kind of hit all the stereotypes. That um, but if they didn't make that conscious decision, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. Um, ever since that that opportunity that I was given, um, I vowed that I would absolutely help other women in business um, come up the ranks. And this idea, which was born in 2016 um, after the Sustainable Development Goals came out, literally, I, it was it was a joke. I mean, it was like, oh, you just sit in, you know, chair, with chairmen and, and CEOs of companies that are saying, do you know what, I've got this idea um, and I think I could, you know, we can pull it off. And people like would literally like kind of feel sorry for me and go, you know, this poor, poor woman. Um, but, you know, this is, I think women have got an amazing ability to multitask and Mm. we have got incredible relationship skills yeah and I really believe that nurturing relationship in the trust equation I don't know if you've heard of the trust equation the trust equation is what we at worldwide generation sort of um you know just sort of live our lives on and that is trust equals uh, reliability plus credibility plus intimacy over self-orientation and actually if your self-orientation is is overpowering it can actually build even if you've got reliability and credibility and you're spending lots of time and into you know it being it building relationships it can topple the whole the whole trust equation and you know i think women have this incredible opportunity now to to rise up in business to you know back in my day when i wanted to do social impact i had to go and join a charity yeah social impact and caring about planet and future and, and humanity is now going to be in every sector in every job and i think women have an amazing part to play in that because we are nurturing and we are generally well we are the, the birth givers right I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. i mean i've got two children and you know that is our role as as the female species and so what amazing opportunity to birth something and birth new life into this planet that's kind of going, you know, into a into a bit of a black hole at the moment. So I think women have an amazing opportunity and I absolutely uh, am a huge advocate. I'm one of the only CEOs in, in fintech uh, as, fe- as a female and I, yeah, I'm always up for helping other women. And you, you mentioned trust 
uh, as a really key element and obviously that's a huge part of your business model but also mm. I think um, like future business models and brands for pretty much every yeah. major corporate out there right yeah um, so how are you kind of going about building trust around your organization but also solving the trust problem for the delivery of those sustainable yeah. development goals so uh when I was looking to what what was this platform, we didn't know what it was. And we were looking at databases and we were looking at Dropboxes and we were looking at Excel spreadsheets and we were looking and thinking, what is the what is the tech behind this? And someone said to me, oh, I think there's this technology called blockchain that's coming out. You should have a look at it. I think it might be part of your, you know, your, your model somewhere. And when I started, I was, I was like looking at blockchain, thinking Bitcoin, Ethereum, I don't know what cryptocurrency has to do with this. Actually, take all that away. Um, there's distributed ledger technology, which is at the heart of blockchain. And DLT, if you look at the principles of that, it is global connectivity, transparency, immutability, yeah. efficiency, accountability, all of these things that um, has been missing in our social problem-solving models. And that was my aha moment was like, actually, that's not, blockchain's not just something to do with this. It is it. And actually, we've underpinned the whole platform on a, on the first sustainable distributed ledger um, platform. And it, um, and really that when I, when I look at that, what G17 Eco is, is, is a system that's building trust. Mm -hmm. If we can build trust, we can unlock partnership. If we can unlock partnership, we can unlock capital. If we can unlock capital, we can unlock scale. And really that is at the heart of it. And, and we're using the, the system of trust in technology to actually deliver that in a very trustless ecosystem that we're in right now. Yeah, so that was a very fortuitous uh, meeting with whoever it was that mentioned distributed ledgers to you. <laughs> I know, he was one of the same people who was like, this is just such a crazy idea, but you know, you should look at this blockchain thing. So, <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people that thought blockchain was a crazy idea at the time. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are still mystified by this this tech. I mean, they are, you know, I've heard people say it's the dark web, it's crypto, it, um, it is you know, a, a, pro, a solution looking for a problem or something like that. And, and you know, and I, I totally agree with them, actually. But that's not what we should be focusing on. I mean, do we care what Amazon's built on? And do we care what, you know, Uber's built on or whatever, no. right? We, we, do we know how the algorithms work and whatever? Really, we're just leveraging technology, which actually has been with us for decades. Yeah. Network technology has been with us and distributed, distributed network technology has been with us for decades. It is the it's it's how much that's evolved now, where you know that is the underlying um, as I said the machine behind it. I, we never really talk about blockchain. We talk about do you have a headache deploying impact investments? And they're like, yes, okay, well here it is, here it is <laughs> the solution, here's the headache pill. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So we finish all of these new frontier podcasts on one particular question, and I'm very curious on your answer to this, given that. You are now kind of almost fulfilling your life's mission, I think, um, with Worldwide Generation. But Manjula, if, if you were not doing what you were doing with Worldwide Generation right now um, and you could start afresh, um, is there something else that you would invest your time, energy and money in, do you think? <laughs> no, because I've invested so much. This has been my life, actually. This yeah. is a 17-year mission uh, from, as I said, being in oil at from 17 years of age looking at the data that said if we kept drilling for oil and if capitalism kept going the way it was going to go we would be the last generation on on planet earth mm. to then 
to my absolute, my parents' absolute dismay, leaving that to go into the nonprofit sector and volunteering my time in, you know, for 11 years there, going, what are you doing with your life? Um, you know, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. And actually time stands infinitely still for me right now with what I do. Um, it just literally, you know, gets me up in the morning, even though it's one of the hardest things I've ever obviously done in my life. Yeah. Um, so I would not change, uh, turn the hands of time. And actually I would also challenge all of us that are here listening today. If we are not solving this problem right now with yeah. this 10 year time frame that we've got, everything's almost futile. Yeah. I, I really believe that. And I, you know, we don't all have to go and work at charities or anything like that to, to move the equation. We can all be doing something, whether that is changing our light bulbs, getting rid of plastic, changing, you know, um, writing to work, whatever it is. And in fact, we're going to get our trackers down to retail level as well. So the, literally <laughs> everyone can be part of this yeah. and commit to doing something because right now our something doesn't really feel like anything. But imagine if we aggregated everyone something, yeah. right? And so we're going to get our trackers down to retail level by next year and you can start to be part of, of uh, the SDGs. I think that's fantastic, especially if it can make it slightly easier to do something. Absolutely. And I, gamify it. We're going to gamify it, you know? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> fantastic. Well, Manjula, thank you so much for joining us. I hope everybody at home listening has enjoyed this as much as I have. Um, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. It's been exciting. <laughs>